square. Spaceship. Welcome, everybody. Thank you for being here with me on uh, this episode of Self Love Uncut. I am Tyler Slack, and uh, before we even get started today, I want to make sure you're signed up to get the schedule and links for free coaching that I offer. I'm a certified life coach to the Life Coach School, and I have a lot to offer by way of coaching. I'm really excited to share that with you guys. Um, and it's been an honor to serve in that in that capacity. This is free coaching. And it's uh, group coaching specifically is a really um, a wonderful tool that I've used to listen to a coach and, and an individual. I've listened to a coach, coach an individual. There we go. Um, and walk through the model. And if you don't know what the model is, I'm, I'm going to teach you. So stick around. Keep listening. I will teach you. And when you first start this work, it's very important that you get some help becoming aware of cycles of life that aren't serving you or patterns. If you don't understand what I'm talking about with these cycles, I like to call them cycles. Um, keep listening. I will teach you. The work has changed my life, and I, and I really want to share it with the world. I want you. I want to introduce you to my teachers today. And I also want to tell you a little bit about myself um, so that you know um, who you're learning from. Um, so today we're going to go over some fundamentals. Fun, fun to, fundamentals. <laughs> All right. So we're going to go over some fundam fundamentals, and I'm going to introduce you to three of my most recent teachers and coaches. And... Um, Let's see here. So, as you know, this uh, podcast is live streamed, and that just helps me enjoy the process just a little bit more. Uh, just a little bit more. I don't really enjoy an editing process, so um, you get me and my learning curve, you know, which is amazing. Um, it, it's amazing that we all can overcome our our own selves i mean it's actually possible um so many people um i, I mean i'll i'll just talk about me i've i've you know i'm 44 years old and this is my first venture into this type of you know putting myself out there and um i'm i'm excited to do that um i also want to give you some secondary sources um, for 
learning, um, especially if you've joined this pond podcast in its infancy. But I'm sure at this point you're listening because I keep telling everyone that they need to get started with episode four. And it's going to be two or three parts. I'm not sure yet, but um, we can keep these consumable. And, uh, you know, thank goodness it only took until episode four. And I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, how can you consider this getting good? (laughs) I just listened to episode 480 and it's still not good. (laughs) Just, and that's totally cool. I'll hold space for your disdain friend. I will. And I'm totally good with that. So, um, uh, if you've had the opportunity to listen to the bonus episode, which is a bit of a, I don't know, a cringy train wreck. <laughs> I mean, I'm not ashamed. I, that's who I am. I'm okay with you listening to the bonus episode because what you're telling me when you listen to that is that you're a super fan. And I, I love you. I love my super fans. Um, and because you're a super fan, you know that you're joining a cycle and that I've created. And the beautiful news about that is that you're aware and I'm aware and we know how this can serve us. And when we check in and say, is this still serving me? then we can decide something different. And if you don't know what I'm talking about with uh, this, keep listening. I will teach you. Um, So let's just start the story, I suppose. You know, there's different ways to tell a story. Um, One common way is chronological But I'm not going to do that to you today. I'm actually going to start with the spoilers. My my daughter actually loves um, reading the end of books or, you know, finding out about the uh, movie before um, she watches it. And, And that's how she likes to do it. So I know there are others out there like my daughter, and, and here we go with some spoilers. So... The spoilers in this story are the amazing teachers and coaches that I've had, especially recently. Um, They include individuals and businesses and social groups and authors, and the list goes on and on. And I want to introduce you to them. So I'm going to step right into the middle of this story and let you know. Um, It starts in not the best place, uh, not, not the best circumstances. So my wife and I were not in a good place together, and following my heart, I made some decisions that deeply hurt my wife, and she had reacted in a way that deeply hurt me. And both of our pain was valid, but we were still beholden to the cycles of life that didn't serve us, and we weren't even aware of at the time. So we fought, and we threatened, and we basically just... You know, it was hell, you know, that that's probably the best way to put it. In our home, it was hell. You can, our kids will vouch for that. <laughs> so, thank love for the heart, because my mind was still nowhere near awake. 
So my heart is all I really had. But I was floating down that river with no kayak, thinking my thoughts were circumstances. And if you don't know what I'm talking about there, go watch the video. If you don't know what I'm talking about, you can search for River of Life and Cycles or Slack Assist. You'll find it. It's uh, my analogy on the River of Life. And so amidst all this chaos and turmoil, uh, each of us basically reacting to the other reactions, you know, what a vicious cycle that is. It was very notable to me the week my wife found a podcast that seemed to instantly fix everything. Like she was suddenly not reacting to decisions I was making that just the day before she was very unhappy about. And I'm just like, wow, what, what, what is this? What, uh, what do we got going on here? So I asked her what's, what's happened. I, I mean, this is amazing. And she said she's been listening to a new podcast. And it was called uh, Bold New Mom. That was over two years ago. So it, the name has changed now. It's called Better Than Happy. Um, so her behavior was so extremely different that I had to hear what was going on in this podcast. So I start listening, and I'm completely intrigued. Like, I'm hearing things like I've never heard them before in my life yet they didn't seem like I should be that surprised by it I mean it made sense it was like a light bulb going on um, I was becoming aware and um, I was at that point or previous to that point the person that thought what came out of my mouth was was fact. I mean, I'm sorry I was that guy and I'm I'm going to be gentle with myself because we have to. <laughs> you know, if we're going to love ourselves, that's part of it is being gentle with ourselves. Um so I started to learn about what they call the model and started to realize that there's so much power in thinking the thoughts that serve you and that help you feel happy and accomplish um, feelings of joy and good emotions. And to find out that when I was feeling all the negative emotions, it was many, many times a result of a thought that I could have changed if I only knew that that was a possibility. I just really thought about so much of life as fact. Um, as circumstance, and that's the the water in the river, and it just goes. It does not stop, and that's like circumstance and everything you can't control in life. And so, you know, I I I worked on being gentle with myself. I was learning about um, being more aware, and there's this shame cycle. If we're not gentle on ourselves, that's what we get trapped in. And so I, I uh, paid Jody Moore to coach me. I, I joined her program, and she was my first coach. And I'd been reading some great books that started me uh, to prepare for Jody, and I'll actually talk about those um, in part, part two or part three. Um, but first, let me pay tribute to Jody. And she's an amazing member of my former church, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. 
And having just recently left at that time, I could have rejected her message. And I could have even like ignored the amazing changes in my life and think that it couldn't, you know, like you can create any story. <laughs> and I'm so glad that that's not what happened for me. Um, I, I, I felt more along the lines um, that you could tell there was great things about Jody because of the great things that Heather was learning. So, you know, by their, by their fruits, you shall know them. And I recognized it. So you, you can check out her amazing Be Bold coaching program. Um, and I would highly recommend it. Um, link to her website, jodymore.com is in the show notes and uh, definitely listen to her podcast. Absolutely. Um, make time for that. Um, Again, it's now called Better Than Happy. She's absolutely amazing. Trained by the same um, coach as me, Brooke Castillo. We both went to the life coach school. It's really great school. I'm glad I went. And let me tell you, one of the best things I learned how to do, and stay tuned, and I will tell you. But first, here is one of the wonderful things that my coach, Jody Moore, taught me through her podcast. All right. This really, truly is a fun topic, though. And we're going to talk about love probably a lot differently than what you've heard before. So let's get into it. First of all, what is love? Love is an emotion and it's an emotion that you get to feel. It is not something that you give away and it's not something that anyone else can make you feel. We tend to think of love that way. I'm going to love this person and then they're going to feel good because I love them. The truth is you can love them and whether or not they feel good is up to them. So that's what I mean by love is not something that you can give away. And likewise, it's not something anyone else can make us feel. We choose what we're going to think about, which determines whether we're going to feel love or loved. If we're feeling loved, I believe that that's actually more of a thought. So if I think that somebody else loves me, then I'm thinking thoughts that I'm lovable, that that person sees it, that I'm special in some way, and that this other person acknowledges it. And then I feel things like peace, joy, happiness, etc. Think about it this way. I always used to say, back when I was single, that the difference between a really good boyfriend and a stalker is that you really like one and you don't like the other, right? So if I meet somebody who I'm interested in and I'm attracted to and I'm fascinated by and I want to get to know better and he starts calling me and texting me and wanting to talk to me when I see him and showing up at my doorstep, then I'm going to think thoughts like he finds me appealing and attractive and wants to get to know me, which must mean there's something good about me and attractive about me and special and I'm lovable and then I might feel joy and excitement and all those other things we talked about. On the other hand, if somebody comes along who I am 
repulsed by. And he starts calling and texting and showing up at my doorstep and wanting to talk to me. Then I think very different thoughts and I feel very different feelings. Even though both of those people might be feeling some form of love or like or attraction towards me. So I'm going to talk about two different categories today. First, I want to talk about how to be more lovable. And secondly, I want to talk about how to love more, how to feel more love or be more loving. Okay, so first let's talk about how to be more lovable or more likable even. The first thing that's important that we do is that we ask ourselves, why do we believe we need to be more lovable? Why do I want more people to like me or love me or approve of me? Now, here's what I think. I think that validation feels good. I think that we all want and need approval and love and that it's a basic human need that we have to believe that other people love us and value us. But the question I want you to ask is, are you seeking that as a replacement for loving yourself? Because if you are, that can be dangerous territory. My kids were taught at school, as I'm sure yours were, that they have a bucket that needs to be filled and that other people have buckets. So the idea is that we have these buckets and if somebody does something nice or says something nice to us, it fills up our bucket, kind of fills up our confidence, our validation in ourselves. And if we do something nice for someone else or say something nice and compliment them, that we're filling up their bucket. Now, I like the idea that we're teaching kids to do nice things and say nice things to one another, but I don't like the idea that they're being taught that other people are responsible for filling up their buckets, because I disagree. We are responsible for filling up our buckets by simply acknowledging that we are lovable and special and that we have nothing to do with that. That has to do with the fact that God created every one of us in the basic value of human life. And our job is to understand that and to fully accept that and embrace that and to get our own backs. And then if somebody comes along and does something nice or gives me a compliment and I choose to believe that that's additional proof that I'm special and important and valuable, that can just be a few extra drops on the top of my bucket. But relying on the people outside or circumstances or events outside to fill that bucket is dangerous. What's also dangerous is when we get into the space of wanting everyone to like us. It makes us, first of all, lose our authenticity because In order for everyone to like me, I have to show up a different way based on who I'm with. Because we all have different tastes, right? Different people like different things. So when I'm trying to accommodate and I'm I'm operating from a space of, I hope that these people like me, then I'm changing, even if it's subtle ways... Subtle changes in my tone, maybe my language, my behavior, things like that. I become kind of vanilla if I do that. 
right? And in that process, I can easily lose myself. How many people aren't clear on what they even like? And it's because we spend so long trying to fit in that we lose touch with that essential part of ourselves that knows who we truly are and what we truly like and how we truly want to show up in the world. When we become that vanilla watered down version of ourselves, it doesn't feel good because it's not authentic, but also our real fans don't recognize us. It's one of the things I coach on quite a bit is if you're not showing up as yourself because you're not allowing yourself and maybe you don't even know who she is, then the people who truly adore you and will fall in love with you and want to be with you don't recognize you. So I highly recommend that you spend some time getting to know yourself. Just pay attention a little bit. Pay attention to what you like and don't like. What are you good at? What are you afraid of? What do you think about? Love all the parts of yourself. The parts that you value and that serve you well and the parts that you wish were different or that you might be working on changing. One of the things that happens is that when we learn to really enjoy our own company and really love ourselves, that actually is a very attractive quality to other people. So we don't do it for that reason because that won't work, but We, as human beings, like to be around people who are having fun in their own company and who love themselves. That's a very attractive quality. Now, I also want you to think about when someone doesn't like you or doesn't approve of you, what is the reason? Is the reason something that you consider to be valuable feedback and perspective that you might not have been aware of and something that you really want to change? Or not? Is it just one person's opinion and and not something that you really want to change? I always think about my religion as an example. So I'm I'm a Mormon. I'm a member of the LDS church. And some people don't like that about me. Some people find that to be a problem. And they may not want to get to know me or associate with me because I associate with that religion and am a member of that church and believe in the doctrines. And I'm okay with that. They don't have to like me. If that's their reason for not liking me, that's okay. (laughs) And that's a very important part of who I am. So I'm not going to change that to please somebody. And I bet many of you can relate to that feeling. Now take that same approach with something else in your personality. If somebody thinks that you're too sensitive or you're not outgoing enough or whatever it is, right, then is that something that you weren't aware of and that you don't like about yourself as well and want to work on? Or is it something that you're like, yeah, that's just how I am. It's how I roll. And they don't have to like that about me. And it doesn't have to mean anything negative about you or the other person. When you can be okay with people not liking you, you will gain so much power and, and confidence. And you will feel more love. So I'm not talking about the, you know what, she doesn't like me and that's fine. There's a difference between that and she doesn't like me and that's fine. I'm not for everyone. 
In fact, some days I don't like a lot of things about me either, so I get it. We actually have a lot in common. (laughs) Like this was the life-changing moment for me. So yeah, let me talk about it um, on on my own here. This is, I'm sure this is going to be beautiful. All right. So what she's um, helping us understand is that when we um, experience love and we think that it's because of what someone is doing, it's actually because of what we think about what they're doing. And, and it, it's not bad at all, of course, to do nice things for people, but that's because of the love um, that you essentially have for yourself. And it was just a really um, amazing moment for me to realize that I had that much power, that I was giving away for so, so long. And it was just a really, really amazing, um, you know, light bulb that helped me change the way I was thinking about a lot of things that, that weren't serving me. And if you're here listening to this podcast, having left a religion behind and perhaps having deconstructed, maybe just in a place of not knowing you, you might have cringed when um, I start playing a podcast by some, you know, someone of, of a church that you, you know, maybe disagree with. But uh, she knows her audience, and she believes the story she has, and it serves her. And and for me, in in a now mixed faith marriage, it really was benefiting me to um, learn to hear religious language that was part of my story, and be okay with it. Because my my dear sweet wife, who I love so much, is still there in that space, and. And that's wonderful. That's beautiful. This, this is a cycle um, uh, that, of life that serves her. And she's, um, and everyone, you know, th- this is a journey that is beautiful and, and valid every step of the way. I, I, that's really what I believe. And so I quickly learned how to hold space for a difference of beliefs. And, and as I continue to listen to her podcast, It was extremely beneficial for my marriage. And so, like I said, I joined her Be Bold program, and she's still my coach to this day. I tune in with hundreds, if not thousands, of other individuals, mostly LDS women, who get coached live by Jody in a group situation just like the ones we do, which I hope you're signed up for. (laughs) In the early days, these were attended um, sometimes um, by just one person the ones that, that I'm doing the group coaching for, you know, and that's, uh, they got a really good deal. Um, one-on-one with me is, is not cheap uh, because if I'm spending time on one of you, which I'm happy to do, I'm, I'm definitely happy to coach one-on-one, but that takes my t- uh, an hour away from coaching hundreds or thousands of you. So, um, so the other coach that taught me so much was Brooke Castillo. And she actually, like I mentioned, I believe I said this already, but she trained Jody and I were both certified through the Life Coach School. And Brooke has done an amazing job 
um, taking a lot of information from many, many wonderful teachers. And she talks many of, about many of them on uh, her podcast in episode 299. It's called Great Teachers. I, I thought this was such a great podcast because it helped me realize that we all are teachers. Um, Brooke listened to all of this information and only Brooke, just like only you and only me can put it together in the way that it makes sense to us. And so that's why I feel like this is uh, really amazing because in, in getting certified and learning her way, the way that makes sense to her. And it really um, gelled with me as well. Obviously I absolutely love the model but I saw other things that I was seeing in a different way based on my experience that I could offer. And that can happen for you. I believe every single one of us have a special perspective um, and, and a unique gift or talent to share with the world. I, I absolutely believe that. So I wanted to, I wanted to do this podcast on very first because I want you to be exposed to the, the teachers that I've learned from because you can learn from them now. And no matter where you are in your journey, some, some of them are going to resonate more than with others. And some, some of you are here and the perfect timing to join me on my journey, which is just wonderful. I'm glad you're here with me. And, um, so she, she's been very instrumental in um, what I have to share. And I'd like to um, quote a clip for you from her, but it's actually part of a music mix that I made. I've, I like to, I'm a DJ, and so I like to, uh, I really am I'm drawn towards mixing ambient music. Um, stuff with no, uh, no words, um, only some percussion, and that's towards the end of the mix. And the mixes are five and a half to six hours long. Um, at you know some some of them are. Uh, the one that I'm going to play for you is um, I think it's an hour or something. Um, towards the end of that, um, I mixed in some spoken word from Brooke, and and it's actually one of my favorite um, favorite things that she talks about and what I have to teach. So here we go, and hopefully this will work. Oops. There we go. Okay. So it's called Learning to Believe in Me. And let's try and play it. Turn off this other music. And play.
look at all of the other feelings available to us. I like to think of being at a party and there's like a hors d'oeuvre tray with has, which has all the feelings that are available to us. And if you could pick from any of those, which one would you pick? I bring this up mainly when it comes to relationships. I'll say to my client, how do you want to feel towards this person? Maybe it's your husband, maybe it's your wife, maybe it's your child, right? Maybe it's your mother or your mother-in-law. How do you want to be picked from this tray? Which Now it just goes a little trippy, right? But that's Brooke talking about unconditional love and and uh, again pointing out that it's the way we think about them and and that we even can choose to think a different a, a, a certain way about somebody. That's that's like a choice, despite regardless what they do. Wow, 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 wow! That's so empowering. Like. I love it. And so initially, you know, as I start down that road of, um, she's still going. When I ask my clients or you would ask your clients, right? If you're a coach, you would say, so what do you want to feel when you're around your husband? They won't really see that that's an option. And then most of them will say, well, I'd like to feel at peace or I'd like to just feel neutral. And that's fine. But what I always suggest is, of all the feelings you have to choose from, why not choose love? Why not choose that as the feeling that you most want to feel because it feels the best? And if you could always feel love towards someone in your life, wow, so amazing, so amazing. So yeah, I um, I was definitely drawn to this, uh, especially in in the situation that I was in. Um, I needed to figure out how I could be the one to make a difference. And, and it's not to say that my wife wasn't also figuring out how to be the one to make a difference. I know we were both trying, but it was, it was rough. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's life. That's the other thing that I'm, I've learned, um, besides the ability to know that I am in control of my mind, that I have the power to change my thoughts. Um, and it, and it, I need help with it too. Like we're so blind to ego because ego doesn't want to be recognized uh, because then ego is, doesn't exist or it exists less when we're aware, right? Um, it's it's one of the cycles that may not serve us all that well. In some cases, it absolutely does. The you know the way that we don't have to use as much brain power when we when we give over some thoughts to um, essentially belief. The thoughts that we think the most, we don't have to think about anymore, and they become belief and. Beliefs can absolutely serve us, but there's some that absolutely do not. So um, just like I need help with, uh, you know, discerning my thoughts, working through models and stick with me. I'm going to teach you about the model um, and and come and 
get some group coaching and I'll teach you about the model and we'll work through it together. Um, and it, and it's so much easier. And when it comes to changing your thoughts, I can even help you come up with thoughts that are believable, um, that, uh, get you to that feeling that you're after, which in my case, I'm, I'm absolutely going for love a hundred percent. That's the feeling I want to feel all the time. It feels so good. Like, like Brooke said, of all the feelings to feel, why not choose love? Why not? It's so wonderful. So, um, so I think that uh, one of the things that is, is unique about what I have to offer is that it's free. The coaching that I'm doing is free. And my goal is to help you change your life. And if there is a desire to recognize that in some value or form of money, then I, I have a link that you can donate to and donate what you feel that change was worth. And if you support other people experiencing this change in their life, you can donate to help me continue this work. I'm one of the things that as coaches I've, you know, we, you know, I've heard this idea that, and I know it's true. There's truth to it. Um, It is that when you don't have skin in the game, when you haven't, you know, what are the, what are the things? Um, Yeah, I wrote some down because because it's uh, they're very common. You know, if you don't have skin in the game, that's the one that it's coming to me right now. If you haven't put some cash down, then you're going to take it for granted, and you're 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 not going to take it seriously. And it's just ironic that as life coaches, we're buying into that. Um, in not, it's true though. I mean. That's not that we're buying into it, but we're propagating it by saying and knowing that you value money more than yourself, which is why you're going to show up when you pay money for it. But we're trying to teach you to value yourself more than money. So do you see the irony there? And so I've totally been conflicted about it. And I know this is not necessarily the popular thing and maybe I'm not going to make any money on this. That's totally possible. Um, but I just want to be an example of, of change and recognizing that cycle. You know, that's a cycle too. That just believing that um, we won't commit to ourselves unless we pay money, that's Money is one of the biggest cycles we encounter. So I know we can do this for free. I know that there are people out there, you who are listening, you're willing to do this work and get something out of it and change your life for free. And I'm dead serious. I, if, if take me up on that challenge, change your life and don't pay me a penny. I am totally fine with that. And then there's a, those of you who will want to show show gratitude, and, and it doesn't mean that if you don't pay anything, it's there, you're not grateful. 
But I know I, I donate to a lot of causes that I support and, and I'm not probably going to make a million dollars on this, but I, it's not my goal. My goal is to, to change hearts, to heal hearts and, um, and, and my own especially. And so I'm, I'm like super excited to, to share what I have to offer. And I think, uh, you will not regret it. Um, this is going to do it for part one. I'm really excited that I was able to um, introduce you to Jody and Brooke. And I'm really excited to introduce you to some other great teachers and books that helped me along this journey. And I'm excited to learn from all of you. Um, there's some uh, uh, fantastic individuals and groups of individuals in the area where I live that I'm really excited to introduce you to that are just very in tune, vibrating on a high frequency, uh, and very aware. And, uh, we'll do that in part two and possibly even part three, maybe even part four. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh, I love you all. And most important, I love me. Thanks for being here, everybody. Oh, you know what? Can't sign off before I recognize um, Ben Shirts, everybody. I don't think I did it on the podcast. Um, I did it on the live stream. So it's important to me for you to know who this genius is that you've been listening to this whole, you know, all of these episodes, or at least this episode. Uh, ben Shirts, S-H-U-R-T-S, um, has been gracious enough enough to let me uh, use his music on my podcast and I am in love with this music it's so wonderful so enjoy I love you all and most important I love me